Well, good morning. Still have some guys running in because Steve Zink's slowing everything down back there. <laughs> I appreciate you um, putting a check by your name because um, um, part of what happens here or should happen here is a little bit of accountability. Um, we all need accountability in our lives, at least I do. And so um, if you're not here one week, I'm going to shoot you an email and just say I missed you, that kind of stuff, and just encourage you, and maybe you can encourage others if you see somebody that's not here. That's, that's really the only reason, just so we can um, just help each other, encourage each other to follow through with our 14-week, now 13-week, I guess now 12-week, because we're here today, 12-week commitment. Um, you remember last week we talked about seven guidelines or seven rules. If you're here for the first time this week, there's a sheet with six rules on it for this. I love that term, rules, for, for our 14 weeks. Well, there's a seventh one. We added another one. Uh, you can't park over by kitty prep. Okay? So we've got to park this side of kitty prep. Parents come in and drop off their kids, and, and uh, they're in a hurry and all of that, and so they get a little flustered when, when there's people in their in their spots. So, you know, if you can remember just to park away from the kitty prep end, um, that would be really good. You can write that on your yellow sheet I gave you. That's the number seven. Our rules are increasing even as we speak. You threw yours away. Well, thank you for that. That's really good. That's really good. We're making progress. Um, if you, if, does anybody not have a book yet? If, if you don't, see Steve. He's got books back there, and he's also the guy, the guy that you pay. Um, this morning, I just want us to, to start uh, with a word of prayer for two people. Uh, Norm Munt is at the hospital right now, and in an hour will go into surgery, uh, very serious surgery. So we want to take time to pray for Norm this morning. And then Carla flew out to Idaho uh, to be with her brother and her family. Her brother's dying, and um, she went. She got to Idaho 1.30 in the morning, our time this morning, and they took her right to the hospital, and he's not expected to live very long at all. So I'd appreciate if you'd pray for him. His name's Jerry. Um, he's only 56, 55, 56, and um, he's just he's not going to make it. So can we just pause a moment and pray for Norm and Jerry? Let's just pray together. Father, you are an awesome God, and you care about us, and I'm so grateful for that. If we only knew how much you loved us, if that could just sink into us, how much the creator of everything we know loves us. So, Lord, I ask on behalf of uh, Brother Norm that you would go to where he is now as they're preparing him even now for surgery I pray, Lord, that you'd calm his heart. Pray for Judy today and the family, that you would be their peace at this time. I ask, Lord, that the surgery would go well and that what is supposed to be accomplished or what they're hoping to accomplish will, will come to pass. And, Lord, so we leave Norm in your hands. I also want to pray for uh, Jerry, my brother-in-law. I ask, Lord, that you would just be with him in his probably final hours. I pray that you'd be with the family. I know his parents are, are just so um, in such a grieving mode right now. Um, and I just pray for Carla, that you'd help her to be able to minister to her family. And Lord, there's other people here in our, 
in our midst here that, that have a, a special need, and a physical need and others. We just ask that you'd be with us today. Lord, help us to, to seek you and find you. Help us to draw closer to you. And Lord, teach us to pray. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Uh, you know that our goal is to, be, is to become men of prayer. That's the goal. And I am, again, blessed that you all showed up. This is incredible. Um, do you realize what the potential is if just these guys sitting here became men of prayer? Do you understand what, what is possible with just these guys right here for the next 13 weeks? Uh, the spiritual depth, the spiritual strength of this church in large part depends on your prayer life and mine. Let me say that again. The spiritual strength of this body of Christ largely depends on your prayer life and mine. There are depths that this church and this body of Christ can experience that we have not seen if you and I grab the heart of God and hold on for dear life. If we become men of prayer, like we're trying to, like we're seeking through these weeks, brothers, it will change this body of Christ. It may even change this community. Do you think that's possible? It could even be part of the spark that God might use to change the world. Who knows? One of the great things reading through the Bible that just jumps off the page at me over and over again is how God uses just a core group of faithful, committed people to change the world. And as I read through the book, the Bible, most of those groups are smaller than we are. So just think what he could do, what he wants to do through guys like us that say, Lord, we want to learn to pray. Teach us to pray. So these 14 weeks, I just want to say you will be tempted not to really follow through with this. You'll be tempted to give up, perhaps. You'll be tempted to throw in the towel. I don't know how to say it. You'll be, maybe some will be tempted to go through the motions just to please Pastor Chuck. I don't know. There will be temptations out there. But in Matthew chapter 4, if you have your Bibles, just for a quick, quickly for a moment, if you want to turn to Matthew chapter 4, this is a passage of Scripture that talks about the temptation of Jesus. <clears throat> and in Matthew chapter 4, Jesus went out into the wilderness it says to be tempted by the devil. He was out there for 40 days and 40 nights, praying and fasting and being tempted by the devil. So there's just a few things that I want us to understand about temptation. First of all, it comes to everyone. Everybody's tempted. So if you are tempted not to follow through or not to really get into this and become a man of prayer, you're not alone because the last thing Satan wants is for you to become a man of prayer. Absolutely the last thing he wants is for you and me to become men of prayer. So you will be tempted not to jump in with both feet, 
So everybody's tempted. That's the first thing. The second thing we can learn from our scripture here is that we overcome temptation by spending quality time with the Father. We overcome temptation by spending quality time with the Father. In this passage, Jesus defeated Satan by the Word of God, by by quoting Scripture. But he had also been there praying and fasting for 40 days and 40 nights. So today, you and I, we overcome temptation by spending quality, consistent time with the Father. Everyone's tempted, so you're not alone. And everyone has a way to defeat, defeat temptation by spending time with the Father. That's what we're here for, to learn how to do that better, to become men of prayer. The third thing that I think that we can see from this passage of Scripture is that overcoming temptation doesn't always happen overnight. Often it takes time, sometimes to work through the situation, sometimes Uh, The battle goes on for a while, so it takes time. So keep up the battle. I was reading an article some years ago from some psychologist and said it takes at least three weeks to develop a habit. Now, if that's even close to true, what could happen in 14 weeks here? If it takes at least three weeks, according to psychology, to to start a habit or to, to, to make a habit... What will God do for us as we really put ourselves into this? I am asking you, I am praying that you will really put these principles that we're talking about into practice these 13 weeks now that are left. If we do, if we do, I believe with all my heart that we will all become men of prayer. Somebody say amen. What might happen? In 14 weeks, with 80-plus guys, only God knows, and our wives are praying. (laughs) It will be a struggle. Who knows? It will even possibly be a battle for us. But we can fight through to become more than conquerors. Temptation comes to everyone, but there is a way out. It takes some effort, some discipline, and some determination. So let's jump in today. You remember last week we talked about... We started talking about obstacles to becoming men of prayer. And in chapter 1, real quick again, we are to make a plan. Have you made a plan yet? Just checking up with you. Have you made a simple plan for these 14 weeks to, um, to, to become a man of prayer? Now let me just encourage you, the plan doesn't have to be extensive or complicated. The plan can be simple and to the point. If you are a man that really hasn't prayed that much before, start simple. Just pray for 10 or 15 minutes. Find time. Carve out time. Or 30 minutes, whatever it is. But carve out time. Adjust your schedule and make a plan. I'm going to pray for 15 minutes before I go to work. That's a plan. I'm going to pray for 15 minutes on my lunch break. There's a plan. It's a simple plan. I'm going to pray in the evening instead of watching that TV program, the beginning of it or whatever. I'm going to pray for 15 minutes. All of us can carve out a plan to start praying. So my encouragement to you is to carve out a plan. And in the book, it gives us some practical advice on how to do that. The second thing we talked about last week was praise. Become men of praise. Start your prayers with praise. Every time we kneel to pray or bow our heads to pray, start with praise. Enter His gates with thanksgiving and His courts with 
praise. Last week, about, I think it was Thursday, I got an email from someone that was here last week. Couldn't be here this week because they're out of town, but they wrote me this email. Listen to this. This is good. If I could open it. I really enjoyed the, the meeting Tuesday morning. Although I will be in San Antonio next week, I look forward to getting a book and getting to step with the, the group. I liked your comments about your in-laws praising each other. Since then, I have been making an effort to do more praising in the people, to the people of my life. I have been purposefully looking for ways to praise my wife, even more than I have before. And I always, I've always tried to do that. I see her face light up. Whenever I praise her. So there is indeed power in praise. I see her face light up. There's an assignment for this week. Let's think of ways to praise our wife. That would, I don't know, blow their minds. I don't know. If, just praise. Here's, here's this, this, this young lady, this woman that was grateful to be praised. Do you know that our praise lights up the face of God? He inhabits the praise of his people. He loves when we start our prayers with praise. So that's what we, we talked about last week. The third thing, real quick, is to have a pattern. In other words, have a plan, start with praise, and have a pattern. What is the pattern? Well, it talks about some ideas in the book. To pray some of the, 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 the fruit of the Spirit. To pray on the armor of God. And we got a, we, we got a plan last, last week or two weeks ago in our prayer revival. This delightful hour with God. You don't have to take an hour, but here's a, here's a, a pattern that you can start and pray through some of this. It'd take you 15 minutes maybe to pray through some of that. Yes. That's a good point. If you want it, I'll get it for you. As a matter of fact, there's going to be a, a, a service coming up here in the future that will try to catch those that didn't, um, that didn't get that. But that's a good point. And it's just a tool. It's another tool. So make a plan, start with praise, and make a, have a pattern. At the end of the book, or in, chapter, or in page 247, there's also a, a, a list of, of God's names and titles that we can pray over and through. So my, my plea for you is that you make a plan, that you start and do something. Because we're, here's a couple up here, because we're, we're trying to develop habits. You can do it with God's help. We move into chapter 2, and there's five more obstacles that are in the way of us becoming men of prayer. The first one's a big one. The first one that it talks about is no purity. Did you know that sin disrupts our relationship with God? Let's look at page 29 if you have your books. Page 29, there is a scripture there from Isaiah. I'd like somebody, if you would, to read Isaiah 59, 1 and 2 from the book there. Somebody just read it out. In order for us to be men of prayer, we have to deal with unconfessed sin in our lives. If there is something between your soul or my soul and the Savior, that has to be dealt with before we can become truly and deeply men of prayer in our lives. Uh, again, in page 29, it says uh, 1 John 1, 9 um, 
If we confess our sins, He is faithful and just and will forgive us of our sins and purify us from all unrighteousness. These 14 weeks, these 13 weeks that we have left, let's make a, let's make a commitment to the Lord and to each other that, that for these, these weeks that we're together, that we're going through this, that we're going to lay our souls bare before the Lord. That we're going to open ourselves up and we're going to let God shine His light in our hearts and in our souls and show us what we already know, that there's things in our lives, if there are, that need to be dealt with by His grace. Will, will you do that with me? Will you be honest before God and ask Him, Lord, what is there between my soul and the Savior that needs to be taken care of before I can become a man of prayer? Let's be completely honest. Here's another prayer that we could pray consistently as we kneel to pray. It's in Psalm 139. It's very familiar. We, now, we bow down, we kneel before the Lord, and we pray, Search me, O God, and know my heart. Test me and know my anxious thoughts. See if there is any offensive way in me, and lead me in the way everlasting. If we would pray that this week or these weeks, search me. Oh God, Lord, I lay myself open to you. You see, sin disrupts our relationship with God. So no purity, that's an obstacle to becoming a man of prayer. Another obstacle that we looked at and read about in the chapter, chapter 2, is no peace. On page 31, 1 Peter 3.7, somebody read that. It's right there under the... The title, No Peace. Somebody read that verse. So that nothing will hinder your prayers. Is it, is it true that a conflict with my wife can hinder my prayers? <laughs> you know, I'm tempted to say no, but I know the answer is yes. Remember one time, my first church, we were in Austin, Texas. Carla and I were getting ready to go to church, and we started arguing. I'm sure she was at fault. I don't remember what it was exactly about. But we were arguing. We get in the car, 15-minute drive to church, continued the argument. Both of us said things we probably shouldn't have. You ever been there? We get to church. Neither one of us felt like we, need, we should be there right then. We were, we were frustrated. And, and I'm sitting in my office trying to get ready and went through Sunday school and started the service. And I'm getting ready to get up to preach. And I've got this little knot in my stomach. I didn't want to preach. I was in no condition to preach. I hadn't apologized to my wife. I hadn't asked God to forgive me or anything like that. There was something that was between my soul and the Savior. So I've never done this before, but I stood up and I said, you know what, I don't feel like preaching today. Of course, this little church in Texas, they go, oh, really? And I explained the situation. And, and actually, in the five years I was there, that's one of the services that the people remembered the most. Because we were all honest with each other and the Lord came. And right there in front of everybody, I asked my wife and the Lord to forgive me, which I needed to do. Sometimes there is no peace in our lives, and that is a hindrance 
to, for us be, to become a man of prayer. Look at verse, look at chapter, or on page 32. Page 32, I love this phrase. God is not interested in hearing from us while we allow conflicts with others to go unaddressed. Is there anything, brothers, between our souls and the Savior? Matthew chapter 5, 23 and 24. Um, Ed, would you read that one for us? If you are offering your gift at the altar and there remember that your brother has something against you, leave your gift there in front of the altar. First go and be reconciled to your brother. Then come and offer your gift. Peace, peace, wonderful peace. Romans twelve eighteen. If it is possible, as far as it depends on you, live at peace with everyone. And apparently, that everyone includes our spouse. Oh yes, oh yes. The third thing that gets in the way, according to in chapter two, this our author talks about no passion. If we are really to put effort and discipline into our prayer lives in these 13 weeks that are left, I'm really not that concerned about this one. Because somebody who actually grabs on the heart of God, there will be passion there. According to who you are, I'm not talking about jumping and running the aisles and waving hankies. Maybe somebody will. But I'm talking about passion from your heart to the heart of God. It will happen. You can't touch God, I don't believe, and not have some kind of passion. The next thing he talks about is no persistence. This is a big one. This is a big one. I believe that one of the biggest problems in the church of our day is that people give up too soon. We are, in the, we are people that are in the kingdom of God. We have become God's children. We are citizens of another place. That means, among many other things, that we are living on God's time, not ours. So we're living, trusting Him, that when we pray, that He will answer in His time. Not necessarily in the time that we think He should. Persistence in prayer. Sometimes we pray, 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 and nothing seems to happen, so we give up. Let's just say we start praying here, and God's answer is over here. For whatever reason, it's over here. And we pray, 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 and we give up right here. Say, God didn't hear me. He's not answering me. Where where he was going to answer right here. And we needed to go through that process, if you will, of prayer. And God was using that or wanted to use that to build our faith. But we weren't persistent enough to get from the initial prayer to the breakthrough. Persistence. Luke chapter 18, uh, there's a, that's a parable that Jesus talks to his disciples about, about the persistent widow. And it's, in verse 1 he says something like, um, well, let's just read it. Luke chapter 18, verse 1. I love this verse. Then Jesus told his disciples a parable to show them that they should always pray and not give up. Always pray and not give up. In the kingdom of God, again, we live on God's time, not ours. I don't know about you, but that's hard for me to, to do sometimes. No persistence. 
And finally, the, the last thing that, that he talks about as an obstacle to becoming a man of prayer is that we don't have a, a prayer partner. We're not alone in this journey, brothers. We are community. We are in the family of God, the body of Christ. We are together, and we need to pray together. There are plenty of times when we pray alone, yes. But there are also times when we should pray together. On Tuesday mornings, if we're not doing a 14-week study, I meet here with five or six other guys every Tuesday morning, most every Tuesday morning. And, and they're all here this morning, too. And I'm getting to know these guys really well. We're becoming brothers in the Lord. We are encouraging each other in our faith. We care about each other. We, we check on each other from time to time. It is a bond that is forming that has made, I think, all of us stronger. No partner, no prayer partner, sometimes is an obstacle to becoming a man of prayer. Pastor Edgar meets also Tuesday morning with a group of men also. How long have you been doing that, Pastor Edgar? Four years. The same with that group, and I believe all of them are here this morning. Both of those groups decided that they wanted to be part of this so that more of us can have the experience we've been having at the end of these 14 weeks, we will have an opportunity to become groups, if you will. Or there will be an opportunity to have prayer partners. I would strongly encourage you to take advantage of that because we're not alone. We're not islands. We are part of the family of God, the community. We need to find a prayer group. We can also, it's also important, and it's been very significant for me to pray with my wife. I know that's not always easy. It's not always easy for me. But to pray with my wife has been something that has, in the last year even, that has strengthened my own personal prayer life. And God right now is taking Carla and me places in our prayer life that we've never been before, just in the last number of months. And part of that is because we've prayed together. <clears throat> Now, as you've read through chapter 2, now, just don't forget, one of the rules is I'm the, um, what is the, how do I put it? Absolute leader, that's right. So with that in mind, let me ask you this question. Any, any quick observations, we're going to practice, we're going to pray here. Any observations as you read through chapter 1 or chapter 2, anybody? The one thing that kind of jumped out to me is that is when he was talking about in Luke, you know, uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna answer that woman's prayer just to get her off my back, so to speak. I'm paraphrasing <laughs> that. The, the judge, right? You know, I'm, I'm gonna hear her case just to get rid of her, right? And, and you know, that is speaking to me about the persistence. That's not God's attitude. Right. But the persistence that I need to hang in there with God until I do get an answer and not give up. Amen. Amen. Lord, help us to do that. Anybody else? Apologize or 
Praise the Lord. Did you hear that? Did you guys hear that back there? Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Yes. Good, good. Anybody else? Something that, you, yes. Hmm. There is something about a specific on-purpose plan, brothers. There's something, there's power in that. There's real power in that. Anybody else? Yes, Jim. Oh. Yeah, it's a little book that we'll make available here in the future. Anybody else? I see a hand up there. I want us to pray at this time. And um, you remember I said one of the rules is leave your pride at the door. You remember that? Will you allow God to take you places that you've never been? Would you just allow Him to do that? Would you allow Him to change you, to begin or continue to change you into the man that He longs for you to be? Would you just let Him do that? <clears throat> I look across... This, this little congregation here, and I see your faces, and, and there, are, there are guys here from every part of this congregation. Both services, Sunday school classes, choir members, people that come every now and then. I mean, there's every part of this congregation is represented here. Now, if I'm not careful, I'm going to get emotional here. Do you understand the potential and perhaps the spark that we need to become a prayer-saturated church is you. Is you. What I'm going to ask you to do, there's two things I want us to pray about today, among others. But there's two things. Would you do this? I would like you to pray honestly if there, are, if there is any unconfessed sin in your life. Brothers, listen, there's too much at stake for us to hold back anymore. You know, I just got an email the other day from another, somebody forwarded, it forwarded this email to me from a very prominent Christian writer saying, talking about the end days. Who knows? Who knows? 
Where are you with God, brother? There's just too much at stake for us to hold back anymore. My hope and prayer and plea to you is to jump in with both feet. Jump in with both feet. The water's fine. It's good. It's great. So if you have any unconfessed sin, start now and ask God to deal with that. A work of God's grace could be in your future. Is in your future if you'll open your heart. Another thing I want you to pray about is if there is any broken or breaking relationship. Thank you for sharing that, Ken. Any broken relationship that God needs you to pray into and, or to go and speak to these people and to ask for forgiveness. If there's anything in, the, in your life in that category, would you just pray in, in, and, in, and, in and around that? I would like us, just where you are, if you could just kind of just get in little groups. Now, here's, this is not comfort. I'm not asking you to pray out loud necessarily. You don't have to. But just get in. I don't even care how it's organized. Five, six guys. And just pray. Pray for each other. Pray. You could pray silently for these unconfessed sins or broken relationships. If you need help praying for something, from uh, with your brothers, ask them to help you. Be honest, be open. And perhaps there's a need in the little group where that you'll be in that you would like somebody, like a group to pray for. Let's just get together and just mention that and pray together. Go ahead. Just little, little groups. It doesn't matter how many. Just three or four or five or six. And let's just spend a few minutes praying. And somebody take the lead. And let's just practice what we've learned. <clears throat>
Amen. Amen. Lord, would you hear our prayers? We know you do. Would you just receive our prayers as a sweet-smelling aroma in your nostrils, Lord? Lord, I know that being intimate with you is not always easy for guys. It just seems to be easier for our wives and and ladies in the church. It just seems easier for them, I guess. But Lord, I just pray that that for this group of guys, that you would just break through all of that, all all the obstacles, all the hesitation. I pray that you'd break through all of that, Lord. And help us to seek you with all of our hearts. I thank you again for the promise that if we seek you, we will find you when we seek you with all of our hearts. You will be found by us. Thank you, Lord, for that clear promise. Thank you, Lord, that there is a victory at the end of our prayers. There is a revelation of the Father at the end of our prayers. So, Lord, help us to be persistent. Lord, help us not to give up. Help us to pray for the rest of our lives, if that's what it takes, to know you. Lord, take us on this journey of becoming men of prayer. Help us to lead this body of Christ into a deep relationship with the Almighty God. Father, we just want to take a few moments this morning before we go out into our day with all of the opportunities that are there before us, all of the the situations that we will face, and many of them we're not even sure what they'll be yet. But before we face that, as brothers in Christ, we want to join our voices together and say to you, we love you. Can you just say that in your heart or out loud? I love you, Lord. Can you take that with you into your day? Let's lift our voices. I love you, Lord. And I lift my voice to Father, may that phrase, may it grasp us today in whatever we do, wherever we go, whoever we're with, whatever we say, help us to grasp that phrase, I love you, Lord.
May it be obvious to everyone that comes in contact with us today, first and foremost, our family, but anyone, may it be obvious that these men have been with Jesus. We love you, Father. We love you, Father. Oh, how I love Jesus. Oh, how I love Jesus. Oh, how I love Jesus. Because He first loved me. We love you, Lord. We love you. And I'm not sure what all you prayed about in your small groups, but let me just pray for you this morning before we leave that that God would give you the strength and courage to allow Him to deal with the unconfessed sins or broken relationships in your lives so that we truly can become men of faith and men of prayer. Lord, I just pray for the men, the men right here. Lord, You know every single one of us. You know what we deal with. You know what our struggles are. You know where we are right now on our journey with You. You know, Lord, what's going on in our families. And so, Lord, I pray right now that if there's anything between our souls and the Savior, anything at all, Lord, that is hindering us from becoming the man or the men of prayer that You are calling us to be, would You just take care of that right now, Lord? Would You help us to seek Your forgiveness right now? To invite Your Son into our lives to forgive us and to save our souls? And to make us whole. So Lord we confess our sins to you right now. If that's true for you. Just confess it to him right now. And ask him to just come in. And cleanse you today. I pray that you would ask God. And that you would be serious and honest and transparent about it. To just clean you from the inside out. Perhaps clean your mind. Perhaps clean your soul and your heart. So, Lord, we pray that anything between our soul and the Savior, we're giving you permission, Lord, to deal with that right now. Oh, God, touch the hearts of my brothers, all of them, Lord, all of us. And, Lord, if there is any broken or breaking relationships or strained relationships in our lives, would you help us, Lord, to have the strength and courage to deal with that today. Perhaps it would take a phone call. Perhaps it would take a visit. Perhaps it would take holding our spouse's hand before we go to bed tonight and asking forgiveness and having a little prayer with her. Lord, would you help us to know that that would change our home? So God, I'm asking you that you would help us to break down those barriers And lead us into a life of forgiveness and blessing. Oh God, oh God, I pray your power and strength 
I pray your Holy Spirit would rest on these men. As we face our day, Father, I pray that you would go with us in every step that we take. We would step with, we would take with our hands in yours. And Lord, at times, even wrap your arms around us and carry us. We need you, Father. We need you. Before we go out into our day, I pray God's special blessing will rest upon all of you this morning. I pray that this day you will feel the presence of God and His special blessing like you've never felt before. And that everything that you plan to do in your life in Christ will come to fruition because you are putting your hand in the hand of the man who stilled the waters. And I just made that up. And all God's people said, Amen. God bless you. I need to apologize. I need to run to the hospital to pray with Norm. So um, normally I'll hang around. And uh, by the way, one of the things that I want you to know is if you need some special prayer and you want to come forward at the end and pray, there's, you know, Pastor Rex and Edgar, we'd be glad to do that. Um, Let's just put this prayer life into practice. God bless you, men. I appreciate you. Can I say I love you? I mean, is that too syrupy or weird? God bless you guys. Amen.